Frank Ambassi. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. <laughs> no, it's all my pleasure, mate. I uh, I was fortunate enough to get to know you a little bit in my time in, in Melbourne and uh, you're a, a very good bloke with a very good story and a very good heart to help other people not make your same mistakes. So I'm pretty keen to delve into that and share your story with the listeners. But um, yeah, mate, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and the biz and everything else like that. Yeah, so I'm co-partners with um, my business partner, Adrian, at a Fresh Start Advisory. So I've got Wise Agency Service, um, helping people buy investment properties all over Australia. I think we've been trading now for about three years. So it's been a journey, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, started, I guess, my journey by investing in property and making a lot of mistakes. So every mistake you can possibly make from negative geared properties, purchase properties off the plan, purchase the property that fell 60 grand under market value when it comes to the valuation. Uh, and yeah, pur purchase townhouses that haven't grown, grown in value and actually gone backwards. So I've done it all. So that's, yeah, it's been a journey, but it's uh, been a good journey. That's one thing I really love about you and Adrian is you're so open. Like you will share your story and all your mistakes and everything. And even from a business perspective, like, um, for the listeners who don't know about Fresh Start or either you or Adrian, um, Adrian does like a little Wednesday. I don't think he calls it hump day Wednesdays or something like that, but he's always just so like a little five minute video or whatever, but he's always so open about everything in terms of business and everything like that. So, um, it's one thing that I really have like grown towards you guys and love about how open you are to everything. And I think you do a really good job of that. So, um, yeah, keep it, keep it coming. But, um, in terms of, you know, building a portfolio over the long term, I suppose through your journey and we'll touch on your mistakes a little bit deeper, a little bit later on that you were just mentioning there. But if you had a general sort of philosophy around building out a portfolio, what would it be? I think, look, people start off and they just pay for what they can afford and they look in their own backyard. And I think they buy townhouses or units or apartments, whatever it may be. And we don't look, uh, you know, around other locations around Australia. So of course, land is always king. And I always start off with, a, you know, your residential uh, freestanding houses. And then, you know, I say you need about three to four of those sort of properties or two to four, depending on the individual, uh, just nice growth assets that are going to grow in value. Of course, still good cash flow, And then you want to start moving into, depending on the person as well, moving into more of your higher cash flow, So your blocks of units and things like that. And then of course, commercial my goal is to try and help people build a portfolio, but not try and sell down anything and pay off some debt to how to scale it uh, in a nice, safe way, as, as low risk as possible. Of course, there's never no risk, but as well getting there and having a whole portfolio that is going to support your lifestyle from a cash flow perspective and a growth perspective. I love it. And I, I think it's so important. And I think, you know, obviously it's impacted your own journey, but especially with my journey as well getting into those units and townhouses when you really don't know anything at the start. And generally it's like a, a price cap thing, right? Where, you know, you can only borrow a certain amount, which means if you want to buy in your backyard, you're kind of limited in terms of the stock that you can buy. And so you generally fall for that subpar or, you know, D or C grade assets um, and, and get into those just because you're stuck at a certain price point. So that's what I love about what you guys do is, is help open those horizons and sort of the bigger picture around what they can get for their, for their money. So um, I think it's such a good point and never have to sell is uh, my number one. But um, yeah, delve a little bit more about your your personal journey and some of those stories that you were mentioning beforehand. I mean, if there was a few things that you could go back and tell yourself that 
now you've experienced those journeys, what, what would they be? Um, yeah. If you could go back to young Frank, what would you say? Young Frank, I reckon, look, I think <laughs> experience is one of the most important things in life. So we go to a doctor, if you've got a problem, we go to a mechanic and we, you know, my car's broken. And so I went to, of course, I did go see some people, but of course the problem was they, you get screwed. So it's a very, it's, 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 yeah, it's a bit of a touchy subject when it comes to the buyer's agency field. But I think doing your research and investing in yourself is probably the most important thing. And I think a lot of people don't do that and they just go and jump into something without actually doing their own work on themselves and understanding the, what they're getting themselves into. So property is a game of finance and it's about understanding how to get into more multiple properties. So it's about, of course, understanding leveraging and the cash flow position and equity position. And I think I would tell myself just to focus more on educating myself, most importantly, and just doing the right education, looking at some of the best people in this field and understand about the research side of things and the finance so you don't make mistakes. I think um, that will probably, I'll tell myself, I think, and not jumping in too fast and acting, trust, and trusting your gut as well. Um, sometimes we might meet, meet, meet people and our gut's telling us one thing, but, you know, we don't go with our gut and we, we jump into it and we make mistakes as well. So that's, I usually use my intuition and that's something that um, I didn't at the start and it got me into a lot of trouble. I love it, mate. That self-education piece is, is so important in all elements of, of life, especially, you know, if you're investing in your, your most expensive asset, you want to be as educated as you can be. Um, and tell us a little bit more about that, like getting sold into the the Spruker thing. Was it like a run to the back of the room as fast as you can and sign up sort of situation? Or was it like an online thing? I, I Maybe you've told me this before, but I'd love to touch on it again. Yeah. So what happened was I was reading a lot of books and doing all that sort of things. And then I, I was, you know, I was going to seminars. So I went to this seminar in the city and I was one of the multiple, but I went to this one and they're talking about off the plan properties, negative gearing. Well, not so much negative gearing, but you, how you can turn a property into a positive cash flow by using depreciation, low maintenance, yada, yada. So I ended up signing up with this company. I won't say their names. And, you know, this guy kind of put me under his wing and I kind of wanted to be involved with property. So I purchased the property off them. Now it was already established, but it was, it was kind of a new property already just got built. Uh, to secure that, then I purchased another one off the plan right away. And then six, I think it was about eight or nine months later, that property came under market value by $60,000. They were both negative geared new properties. And that's when, you know, there was no phone call. There was no, sorry, Frank, I don't know what happened, nothing. And they just took my money. I lost it. I couldn't do anything, couldn't back out of the deal. And my mom had to actually help me out with that one because I didn't have an extra 60 grand just lying around to go to the banks. And yeah, it's pretty much, you know, you sign up and people run up and they sign up and that's what happens. I guess it happens all the time and I see it all the time and and you just now, I you know, because you know what's going on. But um, unfortunately, they get the emotions going. People are jumping up and down. They're seeing other people run up to the back and they follow. And the thing is, if you're going to any of these things, if there's no value given and it's just all emotion and getting fruit, then what value are they actually giving you? So that's what happens. And I was young, didn't know, uneducated, and I made the wrong decision. It's crazy how how emotions can drive us so much. If you like, if you're not educated around things, like I've had a lot of not a lot, but a few friends that have been stuck in the same situation where the the value of the properties come, you know, 50, 60 grand under, and they've had to 
get lending from, you know, the like I had one circumstance where a friend had to fund the whole property based on like all of their uncles and aunties and like everyone putting in a hundred K or 50 K or whatever they could to buy the whole thing. And then had to go get lending at some point in time when he could, like, it was just, you, you do hear some crazy horror stories and yeah, it's, um, it's an unfortunate thing for you, but at least now you get to help other people around it and help them stop avoiding the same mistakes. Um, but tell us about are those properties still in your portfolio? Have you changed your portfolio since? Is there anything else that you would change about your current portfolio? No, definitely. I, yeah, I do have them in my portfolio. I'm actually trying to flog them off at the moment, not having much luck being the Melbourne markets actually dropped dramatically. But one of them I'm trying to actually get rid of. The other one's not too bad. So I'm, I'm contemplating of still getting rid of it just because of the down, downturn market. I've expanded, I have expanded the portfolio, which is good. Got a couple other houses on on in that portfolio. So now I think I'm up to four. Hopefully get another one, a fifth one this year and keep going, uh, build out foundations. And then I'll move into the more, the bigger asset classes towards the end of this year, if not early next year. So yeah, I've changed it. It's, it is what it is. I, I'm lucky enough and, and fortunate enough that I guess I can keep these bad assets. They are costing me money, but um, I do it in a good way. So it's not too bad. So, but um you know, if someone was this, you know, if they didn't and this average Joe, which was a lot of people at this company, then it's, it's pretty scary of what, you know, a property can cost you because one of them is costing me about 15 grand a year, which is not a lot compared to some people that have home loans and they've got, you know, 800 grand mortgages or plus, uh, but still, you know, if someone's uh, struggling, they already got a mortgage, a family home, you know, it all adds up, doesn't it? Oh yeah. And then imagine having two or three or four of them within the, the portfolio and all of a sudden it's costing you 60 grand a year. So yeah, yeah. definitely know sort of where, where you're coming from, from that side of things. And yeah, good luck. Good luck offloading them. Hopefully the market comes good sometime soon. And um, you know, at least you can get your money back or something like that, but no, it's awesome, mate. Well done and continuing to build your portfolio, even though you held those assets in there. Um, and I, I guess, you know, we probably had similar upbringings when we we're younger i mean i was crazy about property and tried to soak in as much as possible and i guess you did too guess guessing that you went to sort of all the seminars and reading all the books and everything else like that but at what point did you decide to go okay i've learned all i possibly can in in property i've made a couple of mistakes i've made a couple of purchases um, i've now learned from those mistakes but also want to start to potentially turn this into a business or help others on their journey um, what did that thought process look like? And was it an easy transition? Uh, what were you doing beforehand? And how did you transition out? Yeah, so it's, it's a bit of a long one. So I'll try and be quick with it. Uh, I was a mechanic, so growing up. So I dropped out of school 15 years old. I uh, got into mechanics. I was working for my uncle for about 10 years, up until I was 25. And when, when I was doing that transition, I was I left as a mechanic because uh, I was actually trying to chase money. So I was earning about 700 bucks a week as a mechanic. Wasn't happy with what I was doing. Wasn't passionate. There was no drive. And I, my family doesn't come from privilege or wealth or anything like that. So we've always been like, okay, you say you're middle, low class. So, and always a very negative attitude towards money being, you know, European background. So got into truck driving because I was going to earn, I was going to earn 350 grand uh, buying a truck contract and doing all these things. But in, in a short period of time, I think it was like four months, I had enough and just had a nervous breakdown and just said, no, this is not for me. I remember crying in the back of a truck when I was cleaning this job because I just hated, I was like, what am I doing with my life? Felt like a failure. And there's nothing wrong being a truck driver, but just wasn't for me. So then I remember it wasn't work for two months. 
started listening to podcasts and 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 I remember listening to a guy kind of introduction, um, David Goggins, and I read his book and I actually had to teach myself how to read at 26 years old. And that book gave me motivation to keep reading and keep learning and doing all these things. And I see, I seen a guy that was a Navy SEAL, but he was like 300 something pounds and became a Navy SEAL, lost all his weight. And I was like, this guy can do something like that. Why can't I? So in my, in my head, always at school, if you're not smart and you can't, I couldn't read and write, you know, I was illiterate, all these things, you know, you're not going to go to university. You think you can't become successful or you can't follow your passion or you can't find something that you love. And that's what something it spurred me to do. So Next book I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I've got the back here, if you can see in the back corner. Um, give it to all my clients when they first sign up because that book actually changed my life. And that's when I actually had the, the light bulb moment. And and that's the that time the switch flicked on. And I was like, okay, well, let's let's explore this. So I started exploring it, started learning and doing going to the seminars and stuff like that. During that time, I became another me- a mechanic, but for a diesel mechanic, got back into it. And then I said, you know what, let's get into property. And that's when I made all those mistakes. And after that, that's when I actually started investing heaps of time. So I was just, I was obsessed of understanding about property and researching and understanding about finance. So I was doing everything in my power. I spoke to some of the biggest names in the buyer's agency field from Simon Presley, Ben Kingsley, Terry Ryder. And I was just, just understanding what these guys were doing. So I followed them. And, you know, like they say, success leaves clues. And I was just, I was just obsessed of understanding what these guys were doing. So during that time, Adrian bought the Ben Hamlin course, becoming the buyer's agent. And he goes, you know, I want to do this course, going to help people buy property. And I was like, you know, I already knew what a buyer's agent was and everything. And I was like, oh, look, he goes, you want to join with me? Come on, let's do it. He goes, you're the only person that, you know, is on the same path as me. Let's do it. And I said, I took a chance. I said, you know what, let's do it. I wasn't happy with where I was going. Uh, and that's when I, I pulled the pin, uh, quit my job. And we started this this thing called Boy, uh, Fresh Start Advisory at that time. So he had his part in the business of doing, you know, marketing, sales, that sort of thing. And I had my part was the research, which I loved. And I just invested heavily in that. And and then I guess I found my strength and my passion. At the time, you don't, you didn't, I didn't understand. Like I didn't think it would be a passion. I didn't think I could do it. But it was a lot of work as well that just got me there as well. It wasn't like I just said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a buyer's agent. That's all good. I put a lot of hours I had a lot of social anxiety, I had a lot of problems mentally, and I just had to, I just focused on that and just worked on it. And I had so much pain that it just exhausted the fear because I was so scared. And I said, like, I can't just, I can't keep doing what I'm doing because I was just, I was just, I was mentally done. I was like, no, I'm not going back. I'm going, I'm moving forward, changing my life. And if someone else can do it, why can't I? And that's the philosophy I kind of I use these days. And I say, I'm just going to keep doing it because what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. I love it, mate. And, you know, you, you guys are such a true testament of, of, of I was going to say the grind, but it's not really the grind of like really, really putting in the time. Like I, I have been lucky and fortunate enough to get to know you guys over the last little while and sort of see how hard you work behind the scenes. And um, it's such a testament to sort of where you've come and how successful you guys are today and how you've built the business. So um, hats off to you guys. You've done such a good job and um, can really see you sort of put the effort in behind it. And it's such a scary thing to jump out of the un or jump out of the known to the unknown and start a business. How how did that jumping out and starting the business look for you? Did you have like cash buffers in place or anything else like that? Or did you just go full tilt straight into into the business and go as hard as you could? Yeah, look, I think it was exciting. It was it was funny at the time. We we put our own personal money in. 
uh, at one point, I would have had three grand in the bank account. That's it. And we'll, we had rent. We moved out together, and we'll just we'll just we'll just scrape and buy. Okay, we had, I had like a little part time job just to get some money in. And I remember my business coach. We got to a point where we're just like stagnant, and he's like, "Those guys, if you don't quit your jobs, these little part time jobs, I was doing like fifteen hours just to get some cash." And he goes, "This business is never going to take off." I remember we just quit the job and we just put our back to the wall and we and we and you know we went for it. It was it was a, it was a grind. We never started a business before. We we're learning different things. We didn't come from this industry. Uh, we had to improvise, get more resourceful, uh, and we had to just meet different people in this in this field. And you know, you're one of those people that we met, and that's helped us as well. And and we just had to just find out what worked, what didn't work, and quickly get rid of that. Our business coach was a massive helper too. Uh, we were always big on that education piece. So that's why I think you can shortcut your way to success. And that's just by, you know, using people like business coaches and, and other people that can help you because you're not, you can't be the jack of all trades and master of none. So why not help get people around you and help you get there? So that's, that, I guess that, that was a big success from, from, from those times. It's such a good point. And, um, you know, really sort of shows you sort of the value of a buyer's agent as well when you apply that to buying property to, it's so easy to make mistakes that are out there and you're a testimony to that. And just having someone to help you and guide you through that process uh, makes it so much more easier and you can avoid those mistakes. And um, yeah, big, big fan of, I think I need to get a business mentor now, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I've got like, I've got so many friends in the industry and like most of them are all business um, business mentors, but uh, yeah, I think I should hire someone full-time or well, not full-time, but just get some advice, but I love it, mate. It's, it's so good. Um, now there's a thousand and one of them out there, but if you had a favorite property one liner, what would it be? Ooh, I always I always use this term a lot. You can't save your way to wealth, really. Um, nice, I like it. Or 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 I kind of always as well say you can't time the market. It's about time in the market, sort of thing. So people always, I get a lot of clients and people coming on and they're trying to time it and pick the not the right spot. It's not about that because property is long term game. You know, buy and hold, hold for thirty years, forty years, and see what it does stocks or anything like that so that's why i kind of i kind of always use those kind of terms but um i think people there's a lot of golden nuggets in that so if people are listening uh and you know you're trying to save or you're trying to time i don't think you're going to ever find the bottom or the top so just jump into it if you can't afford it yeah i love it the market generally grows faster than you can save and um i'd happily pay overs on a an a-grade investment property and hold on to it for 30 years um good stuff mate i love it well um i'll have to get you back on again sometime soon i'm thinking of doing going through it so a whole new set of questions this year so um i'll come up with those and i'll I'll get you back on yeah definitely we could do like a property breakdown or of the portfolio you see the game plans and check it all out whatever we can do whatever we can let's do it man that'd be fun um but yeah i have to catch up with you soon and thanks again for coming on no it's a pleasure thank you 